I'm Kayla. And I'm Lance. We are the Jaded Roses, and this is our Broken Mirror. Where we deep dive and take a really good look at ourselves, each other, and everything around us. Let's just hope we don't get any glass lodged somewhere unseemly. I don't have a personal story time, but there are some key events recently. Okay. That I feel like we may need to comment on. Alrighty. So, I guess the personal tie-in is, and I told you... I think I shared it to my Twitter and my Facebook, mm-hmm. that I got my first round of vaccinations. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Um, I did not contract Bell's palsy. Uh, my arm was just very sore the next day. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, like, if anything touched it, I wanted to scream. <laughs> that kind of sore. Oh. Well, I mean, the flu shot is, does the same, it does a similar thing to me. It's not super painful, mm. but if anything like, puts pressure against that area the next day. You're just like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, well, I can I can see that. And I can see it possibly hurting more, but right. it's still good that you got it. It's also very small. Like, the first dose that we got, which was the Pfizer vaccine, is a third of a milliliter. Oh, wow. Right. So is that the one, the one you got, is that the one that's like five rounds or... I haven't heard of a five. Is that the newer one? I think it's one of the newer ones. I know there's um, several. I know there's like, I think all of them require you to go get vaccinated in rounds. Yeah. The Pfizer one, which is the one I got, <laughs> is two rounds. Yeah. There's one that's a longer round, I believe. That might be the Moderna one, I guess. I think that's Unless the there's one. been more approved. Well, there's been like two more approved, but that's usually in the UK first so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hadn't heard that, but I know the Moderna got approved for us. I think the Pfizer one's one that I'm thinking of. But the news stories. Uh oh. I don't know if you heard because we haven't talked about these. Mm-hmm. But earlier this week, I think, okay. a Walgreens in Kentucky had extra left over from a clinic that they were doing. Oh, is this the um, bribery? Like trying to sell off? I don't off? know about bribery. You got some. You got <laughs> some, some tea. Uh, but no, they decided, so like they had too much extra. Mm-hmm. And we've been instructed by corporate that if we're leading a clinic and we have extra, it goes to employees, right? Yeah. But then you have to waste it. You have to destroy it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they decided they had so much extra that they would start giving it to the public. (gasps) Oh, no. So they, like, caused a riot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pretty sure somebody's going to lose their job. Honestly, I get it in the way of, like, it doesn't make sense to destroy vaccines when we're in need. I totally understand that. I, I get where their thought process was and trying to be helpful. But oh my god, the panic that people are just trying to... You had to induce. Yeah. I, d- I just, I can't even. Because like Ooh. when... So we, I actually got mine by accident. Not not like I fell on the knee. I was going like, we, we got the supplies by accident. Oh. So it was for a clinic. Okay. And because they have to be kept so cold, once they're out of that really deep industrial freeze they're only good for like i think three or four days something like that yeah and a our nearest location was heading a clinic 
for whatever reason, I guess because my boss used to be in corporate-ish, like he used to be in upper management style, they pinned him to pick up the vaccines and keep them at our store and then our neighbor location would come get them the morning of the clinic. Okay. So he brought them and the next morning came and no one from our neighbor location ever came. (laughs) And so we called them, well, boss called them. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey. Uh, you forgetting something? Right. <laughs> and they, they were just like, oh, no, we didn't need them. <laughs> and he was like, and you just weren't going to tell us? Is that what? That's wild. But yeah, so they actually didn't need that many. So we had, I think it was like four or five vials. And you're supposed to be getting, I think it was four vials. And you're supposed to get five doses out of each vial once they're diluted Mm -hmm. but after talking with other people who had been through the clinic and seen them and had figured out how to draw it correctly okay uh, because apparently the vials are pressurized so like the first time one of our sister locations pharmacists went to take some from the vial they wasted the whole vial because it's pressurized so it all just squirted out Oh, no. Which sucks. Yeah. You'd think they would tell some. Yeah, that's kind of like somebody. an important thing to uh, mention. But yeah, so after they talked about it and our pharmacist actually got to mix up some of it, they could get it to where they can basically get seven doses. Oh, wow. Out of a vial, which is great. Yeah. And because our sister location didn't need it for that clinic, our boss got immediately on the phone with like his boss and his boss's boss and was just like, hey, um, what do? Because we just have them sitting here. Yeah. And, you know, I do have all of these employees of mine that could really use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he finally got the okay from all of his higher ups that he could use it on uh, employees. Well, that's something at least. Right. But yeah, so there is a weird like chain of command thing and my boss is blaming it on non-clinical people making clinical decisions which makes a lot of sense Mm. but yeah the other big news story that i wanted to talk about concerning vaccines Mm -hmm. was the i believe it was in milwaukee okay there was a pharmacist who has been arrested yes and accused of tampering with and or otherwise destruction of over 550 doses of the Moderna vaccine mm-hmm. because he doesn't believe it works. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh my god. Is <laughs> it sanity? So he's definitely losing his job. Oh yeah. Definitely. Rightfully so. <laughs> yes. Don't fuck with vaccines, Don't. especially during a pandemic. Yes. Thank you. Like, no, there was no reason to go through all that. I read. It. I was reading about that. I was shocked. I actually hadn't heard about that one because our boss was talking about the Kentucky incident like the day after it happened, and I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah, I heard about that one. It was. It was entirely frustrating. It's kind of like when the when I've seen nurses who are just like there was a nurse who made TikTok where um, she bragged about um, not wearing a mask at the hospital and ma- having her kids have play dates unmasked. Bitch, is you stupid? Yeah, and so she lost her job because people were, like, reporting her, Good. like, you, why would you ever do this? Like, why would you ever brag about this? 
because she was saying everyone's in hysterics and because people see the death toll and they're like, oh, was well, 3,000 across the you know U.S. for today. That's like nothing. You know what I mean? In comparison to like that mile people. But that's 3,000 people that wouldn't yeah. most likely have died any other way today. Exactly. And the thing is, too, like, if you have a different condition, um, I've been reading that they, um, if you have a different condition that's causing you a lot of illness already, but then you get corona and then it's, um, it complicates your mm-hmm. situation, you would actually get um, signed off as complications from the disease you had previous to corona. Oh, so we're not even accurately attributing. That's what I read. I'm not positive. It was not from a le- like a legitimate source. It wasn't like um, doctor saying this. I was reading about okay. it in articles um, that this could be why people are not understanding um, the severity of it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you need to just take it seriously. Like, I don't understand. I mean, people, like, I know someone who uh, commented that they... Not on our stuff, but they commented somewhere else and they said, I've literally lost everyone in my family, in my immediate family this year to Corona. You know, they're taking it extremely seriously and they're extremely upset when people don't because they lost everyone they were close to in their family to this. And it makes complete sense. Like I was reading um, about another, uh, it was a former BuzzFeed employee. She just lost her father like on the 31st to Corona. And he was on a ventilator for, like, the last few days of his life. Like, it's insane. And people need to take it seriously. And I understand that it's hard. I do. I mean. Yeah, we've been shut up inside for almost a year. Mm-hmm. Should have been. Yeah. I know I know people who are who can't go to funerals because of the fact that they are, mm-hmm. you know, high risk. And so they're like, I can't go to pay my respects or anything or be supportive. And be an ally to those people because I can't health-wise risk it for myself. So, it's a very sad situation. Um, but I saw today that uh, Joe Biden and uh, Dr. Biden made a tribute video just, you know, reemphasizing, you know, we're not ignoring those that we've lost while we're trying to get this under control and all that. So. I don't much care. Neither does the science much care. What you think, what you feel. No. Even if it's not real for you, this is real. This is killing people. That's a so fact. So please wear a damn mask. Yes. And get vaccinated when you can. Yeah. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, no one wants to wear a mask. No one does want to. But, I mean, we are not the first country that will have to do this. And this probably, unfortunately, will not be the last time that we have to do this. I mean, it could be if everybody stopped wearing a mask and just went out and didn't care. I mean, yeah. We could all die. <laughs> a lot of people would die. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm hoping, I know at the start of 2020, we didn't really know it was already over here at that time, but because we started mask free of 2020. Right. And then we slowly found out, oh shit, this is happening. I, I mean, for me, like for me, one of the things I had to get used to was just not being able to wear lipstick. Because of the mask. There was no point in drying out my lips. And like though I, I'm welcoming the fact that we may be able to come to a point without the mask because I miss makeup. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my, it's like one of those things where you kind of like talk to yourself and um, try not to think about the fact that there's so much 
dread around this situation. Like, you don't know who's going to affect. And, like, there was a teen. I read an article about a teen who was, like, 20. I, I think she was, like, 20. So she just became 20 recently. She was really healthy. Um, She was a healthy young woman. And she totally succumbed to coronavirus. So it's like, you don't know who's going to survive and who's not at this point. Mm-hmm. And you need to just be mindful that you could very well be one of the ones who don't survive. And not even you, but someone you, you know, love. The person sitting next to you, yeah. your next door neighbor, anybody in your family. Well, you could bring a home and you might survive it, but like your mom might not. And so like that was one of the things I didn't go home or go anywhere during the holidays because of the fact like I couldn't go home. Like I would have to fly to Tennessee and just going through airports alone would have been too um, exposed to just then go, you know, to Tennessee and go into my childhood home, basically. Like, I couldn't do that. And we need to all be, like, just mindful. It's not, everyone acts like no one's suffering. Like, everyone's suffering in different ways from this. Thankfully, I am not suffering by ways of someone having died from this. I know several people who have had it now, like, via Facebook, but that's it. And I hope that continues to be my <laughs> experience. That I don't know anyone who's died from this. But Right. But we don't know. Pretty heavy topic to start on. But it's still our current um, predicament even that we're in now in 2021. Um, we're still very actively... Um, I mean, just like you said, with the pharmacists who destroyed <laughs> hundreds of dosages. Uh, you know... We are still fighting people who are, this is not real, this won't help. And I can understand people being skeptical about it working, just because how fast it was, you know, done. But I've also read up on that, and um, because a lot of people were concerned about how fast it's done, they're concerned about the effects of it long term, and I'm like, long term, we may have some side effects from that, but we don't know the side effects we're going to have from corona long term for anyone who catches it. Like, we don't know if at some point your lung capacity, you know, will hit, a mu- like, a max after mm-hmm. you heal. You don't know what the aftermath's going to be totally yet. Honestly, I'd take a side effect from a vaccine oh. than dying. A hundred times. Or anything that could stunt me yes. moving forward. Exactly. Same. Exactly the same. Like, I get it. It's just, you know, I think it's one of those times where um, scientific literacy would be extremely helpful across the board what's that what's that we don't know we still don't um scientific literacy we don't know her we don't know her it would definitely it would definitely be one of those times where if scientific literacy was something we implemented you know at the school level people wouldn't be so quick to just and kept up and kept up <laughs> would be one of those things where it's kind of like you know everyone you know knows the mitochondria of the cell is the powerhouse of the cell or something you know, they know those stupid little sayings. But hopefully, it would be one of those useful classes you take. Kind of like if you took accounting and you learned um, semi how to do taxes or how they worked. <laughs> right. You had some, you know, financial step up on the other people, most likely around you. Um, it's one of those situations where I think if at least if people had to step up and a place to refer back to in their own mind, I think it would be easier for a lot of people to digest what's happening medically. Mm-hmm scientifically across the board yeah welcome to 2021 
the uh, phrases of the year are the mitochondria is the powerhouse mm-hmm. of the cell and vaccines work. Vaccines definitely work. I know apparently um, people have been getting shingles a lot recently due to stress. That's been a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that and recently. Insurance generally won't cover that vaccine till you're like 50. Which is crazy because my friend told me about a mutual person we know who got it and she's my age. <laughs> like she... She just turned 29, as I'm about to turn 29. And I'm like, she just got that. <laughs> Fuck. I am mm-hmm. amazed I haven't contracted it during this. Yeah. Wonderful experience yeah. that has been. Like, my dad got shingles when he was in his 30s. And then um, my mom told me a very, you know, endearing, calming story where she said, anyone she's ever known to have shingles died within a year. Oh. So I was like... That's cheery, Mom. She's like, your dad died within a year. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I was like, this is our cozy little family. <laughs> right. Shingles equals death. <laughs> you know. That's an, isn't that how it works for all families, though? <laughs> I don't think my family has ever talked about shingles. Except for when I told my grandma to get vaccinated. I, I forgot why we mentioned it, to be honest. Like, it was one of those things where it was like, I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> but we're here we're now. We're here now. I think it was because I was trying to figure out um, if I ever truly had chicken pox. Ah. Because um, at one point I had multiple times gotten... Well, I, one time was chicken pox, I believe. But then the other times I had a lot of poison ivy. Because like where we played um, at the school had a lot of poison ivy. And my skin is like... A magnet to anything bad <laughs> and so my body was just like like let's have poison ivy like what's to stop us i was trying to figure out if i ever had chicken pox or if it was just poison ivy <laughs> and i think at one point i had chicken pox because i feel like i gave it to one of my sisters but i'm not positive but yeah shingles it goes death and <laughs> if you didn't know and maybe chicken pox maybe chicken pox we don't know we're still learning with the cherry talk out of the way <laughs> Very cheery talk we have. We uh, had another 20 minutes sorry time. Oh, uh, well, that happens. It wasn't even anything about yeah. us. It was just about life in general at the moment. Right. Just what's going on. Yeah. So, as a follow-up to our final episode of 2020, also so glad that that's over, we figured that we would start our adventure into the world of tarot. Yes. And um, I'm going to start right out the gate before we talk about any cards in particular. Mm-hmm. That I am not an expert. I just know ever so slightly more than Kayla does. So I'm going to try to get her up to speed to where I am. And then we can learn together. Yes. Um, also, if any of our listeners are experienced in tarot, um, or if you just want to, you know, talk to us about spreads or whatever, you know, we'll have our social media at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So just to have some sort of structure Mm -hmm. to this, I have sorted my cards into some semblance of order. Do you have your cards? Yes, I have my cards. Okay. Are they in any sort of order currently? I am right now actually ordering them in the way of how it's done in my booklet for them. In the booklet, it has the cups, swords, wands... And then uh, coins. And then it goes into the major arcana. Okay. 
So uh, I'm just finishing the Major Arcana, but everything else is done. So while she finishes that, I'll recap some of our conversations that we've had like off air and give a little bit of, not exactly backstory, but just, you know, broad, broad strokes. Yeah. So at first I figured we could go over the Major Arcana because they are, you know, they're the big boys. Mm-hmm. They got Major in the name. There are 22 of them. And when they come up in readings, they pretty much command whatever That's what I read. the minor arcana are saying. Yeah. You have to read them in context to the major arcana. All right. As we probably already know with tarot, there are specific attitudes, events, tropes that are associated with each of the cards in general, but especially for the major arcana. Mm-hmm. Um, you can read them this way if you want to, but um, personally, I do use upright and reverse in the readings that I do. Um, yeah. And when you get a card in reverse, it's not necessarily the opposite. The way I usually read mm-hmm. it is it's the same idea, just in a negative connotation. Light. Okay. Not so much. So like if you have, I don't know, the tower, which means like a big upheaval or change and it's reversed, it doesn't mean everything's going to stay exactly the same. And no major changes. It means, it means that like... The way I usually read it is like, there's a change, but I don't like it. I'm not going to like it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to feel really bad about what's happening. Ooh, okay. But it is necessary for the next step in my life. So like that kind of thing. It doesn't mean nothing's going to happen. Okay, gotcha. The other things, uh, the minor arcana Mm -hmm. do change names depending on who makes the deck and what they want. Mm -hmm. So I know you said coins. I have pentacles. Yes, I've used ones with... Uh, the reading of pedicles before. But cups, swords, and wands are pretty standard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll change, but definitely coins, pentacles, that can get all kinds of muddled up. Mm -hmm. And in addition, that's what I was finishing up when you initially called, uh, there are certain astrological signs that are associated with particularly the major arcana. They're also associated with minor arcana. And then the minor arcana, as well as the major arcana, Mm -hmm. because of... The link to astrology. They also have links to specific elements. Water, air, yeah. earth. Fire. Huh. I did not know any of that. And then the avatar. <laughs> I figured once we get through like the major arcana walkthrough, we could actually do like maybe a maybe a one card reading okay. for ourselves for like the upcoming week just with the major arcana. Okay. We can do that. Just to have like a, you know, going forward. Because I don't think you want to get too many major arcana, unless you're asking multiple questions. Yeah, that's fair. Because then they're they going to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we had talked about, like, my particular, this was off air, mm-hmm. I do believe, uh, my particular way that I shuffle and cleanse and yeah prepare to read and figured I'd throw that in there since we're getting started um so i know that a lot of practitioners of tarot and believers of tarot are big into the the like the sage and the cleansing stones Mm -hmm. and the cleansing crystals and on one hand i get that on the other hand i'm very simplistic i don't believe that i need too many mediums to connect to something Mm -hmm. So for me, establishing a physical, pure connection to my cards is enough. I'm going to pick it back up now since, you know, I'm walking you through it. But for like a year, I didn't touch my deck. But when I was actively reading, you know, every week or every couple of days or whatever, I first and foremost would make sure to touch 
my cards gently and with a clear mind every day, even if I wasn't reading, just to maintain that connection. Mm -hmm. And if I had touched them, like picked them up to read and felt off or any, like if I didn't feel completely connected to them, I would make sure that I cleansed them in my own way. Again, I don't use, you know, the extra supplies or whatever. I would literally like fan them out in my hand hold them in like my left hand and use my right hand to kind of tweeze the bad energy off of them just very gently and almost treating them like they're living beings. And so you are showing them like, Hey, I'm just, I'm just taking care of you. Mm -hmm. We're just, you know, the cards version of a shower. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. As far as shuffling, everybody shuffles differently. I, for one, doesn't matter what kind of cards it is, except for actual legit playing cards. I do not bend my cards ever oh okay uh to me personally that's a sign of not taking care of them okay so and i don't want to not take care of my tarot cards specifically so i don't do the stereotypical shuffle it takes a lot longer but i'd rather have them looking nice and pristine for longer but particularly after i just put them in order what i'll usually do is clear off a whole table and then like i know there's a name for it but like Fan them all out against the table Mm -hmm. surface and then just kind of in big swaths, shuffle them and twist them around and, you know, keeping them face down, but just like getting them really nice and mixed Mm -hmm. up. And then, and then I'll just literally like play with them. I'll take like the top 10 or 15 and disperse them throughout the deck, uh, again, maintaining them face down. So I don't know what they say Mm -hmm. uh, until I feel comfortable with the amount of shuffling. Uh, And I think I touched on it at the while we talked about it last episode, uh, sometimes it could take 30 seconds of that final stage. Sometimes I'd go for like five minutes. And if it, if I never felt satisfied with my shuffle, I wouldn't read. I would set them down, you know, let them know mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'll be back. And then come back, you know, hour or two later and try to reach that shuffle okay. calmness. I don't I think that makes sense. That makes sense to me, at least. Because as far as my understanding goes, mm-hmm. tarot is all about energies and being a conduit. Yes. Through which the spirits or uh, the cosmos can speak. Yeah. And if you don't feel in tune with what you're doing, you don't need to do it. Yeah, it's big about energy. So I got my deck about sometime last year, actually, because I think I started it because I was just bored and I needed a hobby. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) look, I piggybacked, so. Yeah, and so the one I got is super simple. It's a Tattoo Terror deck, the Incan Institution one, and it's fairly popular. I got it off Amazon, I think, at the time for, like, 14 bucks. But I've seen Mm. it now on, it's on Amazon still, I believe, but it's on, like, Mod Cloth, which is a, um, right now it's an independent clothing brand, from what I understand. And then um, I've seen it on a couple other websites, too. Like, it's a fairly popular. It's because it's uh, traditional-style tattooing, but on tarot cards. Okay. So, uh, so you're... Not that it changes much, because, mm-hmm. again, it's about energies and feeling. Yeah. Are there, like, specific characters and stuff, especially on the major arcana? Uh, or is it just, like, more ornate kind of... I think there's just more ornate stuff. Because okay. I have... Okay, so for my major arcana, I have... Uh, 21. Are you counting the fool? Because the fool's not numbered. Uh, I forgot to count like the fool. Zero. Yeah, I forgot to count the fool. So, so you got 22. Yeah, I got 22. Good. Yeah. 
good. Um, sorry. <laughs> but you're not playing with a full deck. Oh no. my god. I just went to the back page and I was like, oh, it says right. 21. <laughs> That's why I was like. So there are 21. So there's 21. <laughs> so probably won't surprise anybody, but uh, we've already talked about some differences in tarot decks, but every tarot deck is made differently. Mm-hmm. Every style of deck presents each card as something different. Um, there are sometimes tropes and certain aspects that can be translated over. Like for me, all of my major arcana have people on them, except for uh, two, I think, which we will talk about because they're not people. But it's about how it makes you feel when you look at it. Like once we go through and talk about what each card represents and its ideas and ideals, then you can sort of pair that with the emotion that you feel when you look at it. Mm -hmm. And that will establish a connection to that card. At least in my opinion, that's how it works for me. Starting with the major arcana. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. (laughs) Number zero, or in my deck, it actually has no number at all, is the fool. Yes. In traditional decks, the ones that use people in the major arcana, the fool is usually represented as like a traveler. He has, you know, that like hobo bag from the olden days in cartoons yes. and stuff that has like the knapsack tied at the end. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's usually smiling. Sometimes he comes with a little dog. Yeah, mine has a little dog. The sun is usually shining up in the corner and generally, but not always, it looks like he's about to walk off a cliff. Yeah, mine has him more so like standing on a rock, it looks like, overlooking something. Okay. Right. So the spirit's still there. Yes. Uh, the fool represents new beginnings. It represents potential to be anything that's why he's not given a number oh okay it's uh starting new things and being optimistic and excited and like he's about to start a journey he's got his knapsack he's all ready to go Mm -hmm. so clearly i don't know about clearly because i'm gonna explain it anyway Mm -hmm. but in the reverse the fool tends to be like being foolhardy not thinking things through okay kind of the opposite you're you know you you're making bad decisions you ought not be making hence why in mine he's about to step off a cliff so you know that that could be bad okay stepping off a cliff not paying attention to what you're doing yeah but yeah so the big thing with the fool is it's a beginning oh. you can do anything you can be anything okay unfortunately you can also be dumb and dead yes <laughs> so moving on to number one the magician also some of these names might get a little But generally, the decks keep the Major Arcana named the same. I believe so, yeah. The Magician represents creativity, self-confidence, being skillful, uh, you know, like a magician Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. In the reverse, it tends to be those in a negative light. Maybe you're too full of yourself, um, or you doubt your skill. Mm -hmm. You have stifled creativity. Maybe you're a writer, you have writer's block. We could be talking about that. And in most, from what I've seen, it does look like there's an actual magician, like, at a table. He's uh, holding up generally, like, a wand, maybe, like, a, a beaker or something, mixing a, mixing a potion. In mine, I have a dude standing at a table. He has decapitated somebody, and he's holding <laughs> that somebody's head in one hand, <clears throat> and then there's a knife on the table. Okay. So, mine's not nearly like that. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Um, mine is, uh, he's holding the wand. Uh, he has, like, a knife in front of him on his stand. It looks like two balls, Mm -hmm. uh, like a beaker of some kind. And it looks like he's holding, um, like a paper of some kind in his other hand. Okay. And then actually, um, what's interesting is, and I don't, 
really know why it's there. There looks to be a like an infinity symbol above him next to the uh, one. That could be alluding to uh, he's the next logical step from zero. So he is like currently on the path to achieving uh-huh. like the final number, the infinity. Oh, okay. And he is self-actualizing like his step forward from zero to one. Oh, that's really cool. So that's another thing most, uh, especially the ma- minor arcana. I think we talked about it in the last video, mm-hmm. the last video, the last uh, recording. The minor arcana like tell a story as you progress through the suit in general. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can apply that to the major arcana as well as like natural progressions. If you think of it, in like a logical way moving from zero to one you've erased your almost erased your potential you're now like in like a kinetic state you are you are actualizing what all that potential was for mm-hmm. okay. so number two we have our first female card Hello. or outrightly female card the high priestess who represents knowledge purity i think generally intuition as well which makes sense she is the high priestess they tend to be upstanding and pure and no things so how does she look on your deck <laughs> oh so yeah. in general it's usually uh, a woman embracing or holding or touching in some fashion a book mm-hmm. which is the portrayal of knowledge and generally she's either intently reading it or she is like facing as if the card was a camera yeah and like screaming yeah uh, in mine, she is doing that. She's like kneeling on the ground. There's a book splayed out in front of her. Her hand is just full on covering up a whole page of this book. And she is screaming at the camera while holding what looks to be a walking stick. Oh, okay. So yours is different than mine. So mine, she's sitting on what looks like a throne. Uh, she looks like she has a crown on her head. She has a book on her lap and she has one hand on the book and she's just staring at the camera she's not screaming or anything she's just staring at it interesting and then um it looks like actually on mine it looks like there's a blanket of some kind trying to envelop around the throne and then you have a moon on the uh in the corner the crescent yeah this being the first really getting into some weird sexist places uh but cool the moon is generally associated with women yeah because Um, we're mighty mighty uh ocean dwellers creatures of the night and uh we'll get to this when we get to the moon but uh the moon can also stand for secrecy and lies Mm -hmm. but it's a feminine power whereas the sun is generally portrayed as a masculine power yeah that's so it makes sense to have the moon in her card she's the first female we've seen yes while the fool is technically can be considered the first male actually we saw so he's generally given the sun i was gonna say he does in mine he does have sun behind him but also, I was getting some Empress vibes. I'm curious to see what your Empress looks like. Okay. Who is next? Number three is the Empress. Yes. Another uh, feminine energy. Mm. Uh, she tends to represent accomplishment, development, as well as general womanly things. Ooh. Womanly <laughs> Feminine things, things I should say. <laughs> like death? We, we will get to that <laughs> later. The Empress, I forget her general portrayal. I think she does generally have some like chains around her, but in mine, she is standing up. She looks to be, um, she looks like she's wearing a crown, but it's hard to tell if it's part of her hair and it's sticking up. Uh, that's just the art style, (laughs) but, uh, it does look like a crown and she seems buckled by chains and shackles to the floor. Oh, like she is kept partially stationary by chains. That's what it looks like. That's not how mine is at all. 
Okay, so on mine, again, mine is like a traditional style tattoo style. So on mm-hmm. mine, she is wearing a crown. She's sitting on a throne. Right. Um, she has a staff in one hand and she has a, what's it called? A shield in the other. Okay. On the shield, there is an eagle. She has wings on her and she's in a gown. And then the only other identified features I'm seeing are uh, what looks like the traditional style of stars. And then it looks like she has um, a lion, like a little lion head on one of the arms of her chair. So she's kind of more of like a warrior empress yeah. on yours. Mm-hmm. She's she's done some stuff. She's accomplished. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. in mine, she's like referenced as that. the queen. Because I've been referring right. to my little booklet too. Yeah. She is seen as the queen, the matriarch. Mm-hmm. Mother, fertility, and all that. Yeah. So it makes sense that she's on a throne in mine. Yes, okay. and again, let's not forget that uh, my deck was inspired by the stylings of Gamel, so it's very I was gonna ask. scary stories to tell in the dark, so they're all going to be kind of skewed to the negative. Yeah, why, um, because you, I thought you said, I think you just said, um, she's usually in chains. Why is that, do you know? Not usually, like, in chains, mm-hmm. but she's presented, like, with chains, and to me, it's sort of like, the way that I read mm-hmm. it is, I mean, it, it's not true for way back because women were subjugated for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of like the breaking free of the chains of society, of the patriarch, oh. to regaining your autonomy, to being that feminine matriarch mm. that you are meant to be. I like it. I like it. Okay. That makes sense. I was just curious. And it could also stand for a particular woman in your life. Generally, when I see the Empress, I think of my mom. Oh, okay. So, like, especially the Empress and the Emperor, they can be particular people that the cards are talking about. Okay. Moving right Mm -hmm. along, number four is a weird one for me. Again, Gamel style. But it doesn't have a person on the Emperor. Oh, okay. The Emperor is number four. It typically symbolizes uh, bravery, aggression, masculine energy. Okay. Uh, The patriarch and a particular male figure in your life. Mm. For me, mm-hmm. uh, I have two rats. One is wearing a crown. The other one is looks like it's howling up at the sky. So naturally, I tend to think of my father. That just sounds like a night of drinking for us. <laughs> like, it just does. Like, one of us is going to have the crown. And we alternate between the yeah, two. Yeah, because one of us is going to have to scream it out. So then the one not screaming is like, oh, look, shiny. So... <laughs> It makes sense. <laughs> so what's interesting is to um, mine is very complementary to the Empress, actually. Yes, it is. It is typically. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be of the same standing, just two sides of the same coin. Exactly. And like, because I just decided to put them next to each other to see similarities and differences. Mm-hmm. It does look like they kind of like turn towards each other, like talking. Very good. They have like the same color palette. So they're both in like red garments, gold accents. He also has a staff in his hand, and then he actually has an actual eagle um, next to his feet. Right. That's the bravery, the pioneering. I will say between the two, hers is, looks more badass <laughs> to me. But right. She's killed a lion. Yeah, she has the lion head on her stuff. Like, she has she <laughs> she has a shield and she has a staff. She has wings. Like, she is here to play. So, Emperor is usually with for male energy, like a ma- major male presence in your life at the moment or in the situation. Yes, whether that be the energy or a person. Okay. Yes. 
And the Empress works on the feminine side. Okay. Um, we also have our first astrology tie-in. The Emperor is associated with the constellation of Aries. Really? Being the ram, I guess. Being unflinching and charging. And, oh, okay. See, That's just what it usually goes yeah. to. Yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense because they would make um, like bullheadish decisions, not really think through their decisions. Right, they need to be balanced out by another energy. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I was just like very confused initially. I was like, Aries is like the child of the <laughs> zodiac. <laughs> I mean, have you met a king? I mean, once you once you <laughs> once you said it, I was like, oh, I'm making connections that here now that you're explaining it. <laughs> Right. it's just like not being think of it's like that doesn't make sense and then when you think about it, it's like oh wait that does make sense never mind <laughs> so moving right along mm-hmm. number five is the hierophant hierophant that's probably one of my favorite words but he is not my favorite card personally okay. <laughs> he tends to stand for conformity and law-abiding okay. and listening to the powers that be as i say and... he on mine he looks very religious okay. yes um succumbing to dogma that kind of thing uh he can also stand for mercy in the right context so he can be something really good to see and in the reverse he does tend to be signifying rebellion and you know going against the grain and Mm -hmm. being ruthless and all the opposites of conformity and dogma mercy okay you know the bad side of religion so what does he look like for you then because i'm interested because yours is more effed up than mine (laughs) Right. Yours is so uh, he he definitely looks more like uh, a king than two rats does. Okay, but he is very clearly wearing what seems to be a dark depiction of a pope's hat. He is bearded. He kind of looks like a hobo. Yeah, I can't see the bottom. Uh, I can't see him from the waist down, but he looks like he's wearing a paper like a paper bag. Mm. Um, and he's holding a makeshift cross that looks like it was made by the KKK. It's not on fire, but it's like just. Two sticks bound together with twine. Oh, okay. So, um, mine is different. <laughs> As you can see the trend. <laughs> so mine, the reason why I was like, wow, that's pretty freaking religious, is he does look like, um, he kind of re- looks like a Pope rendering to me. Mm-hmm. He has the beard. It's very colorful. He actually, so this is the interesting part to me. He lo- looks like he's sitting down on something, but he's huge, like a giant. The reason I say this is because they have like two little popes, like mo- monks or something, on their mm-hmm. knees in front of him. Like it looks like praying or begging to him for help. And so he looks like this like huge being. And then he does have a staff, but his staff is very odd. It actually looks like a weapon I would use. Well, not me, but um, it looks like a weapon <laughs> that would be used uh, when fighting or killing someone. It looks like it has um, spikes in all four directions and then on the top. And there's three layers of them. Yeah, you you sound like you got a real dangerous yeah. hierophant. I was going to say, he, so he it- sounds, he looks like he's a, he kind of like looks like a mix between a pope and what you think of with the Greek gods and being that huge um, presence. So it makes sense. He he has the religious uh, image that you can draw on, but then with the connection to like the gods, mm-hmm. you know, everybody in ancient Greece, as far as we know, was constantly like, oh my God, forgive me. Yeah. 
transgress. That's how it looks like. So they're constantly asking for mercy, which the prayers, beggars, whatever, mm-hmm. are also conveying. They're either praying to him for religious comfort or they're asking for mercy. Yeah, that's literally what it looks like. That's interesting. It's very, um, yeah, mine looks pretty hostile when you look at his staff in his hand, honestly. And he is a giant in comparison to uh, the scale of the priests or monks or whoever is being represented here. Whoever they are, they have bald spots in the back of their heads. Okay, so they could be like friar monks. Yeah, but I don't know how easy aging hair was back then either. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, it could just be a bad priest with a uh, hair. (laughs) So, And we also have our second zodiac connection. Oh, okay. The Hierophant is connected to the constellation of Taurus. Really? Okay. The bull. So how do you happen to know how they associate the astrological signs with these cards? Some of them make a lot more sense to me than others. Okay. Uh, like, I, I see Aries. Yeah. We- but for the life of me, I... Like, because my brother's a Taurus, Mm -hmm. and he is the epitome of a Taurus. He has all of, like, the usual suspect personality traits on full display. And I just can't. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot connect that to the Hierophant. (laughs) He he succumbs to no dogma. Mm -hmm. He is completely Mm anti-religion. He's a ruthless dickbag, if you're listening. I love you, (laughs) And he just doesn't represent to me anything that the Hierophant stands for. So I don't know. I I literally don't know. Maybe he has like um, that quiet energy of a Hierophant though. Is he someone that can um, easily get people to uh, kind of like him and like... He's more of the the follower. He's not entirely charismatic like I would assume the Hierophant. Okay. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe he's charismatic. I haven't met Lance's brother, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> we are friends on Facebook, though, where it's important. And <laughs> that's right. all that It's is. official if it's on Facebook. Exactly. We've officially met. <laughs> Just not Just in not real life. life. <laughs> so that makes sense, I guess. I don't know how it makes sense for the Taurus part. Yeah, that one. that one's one of the really weird ones. Yeah, because based on what I know about Taurus, it's not something I would have associated with them, to be honest. Right. But maybe I don't know everything correctly. Very likely. And that's why we... We That's learned. how we're learning. Okay, so where do we go to next? Number six mm-hmm. is the lovers. Oh, this is a cute one. Clearly, usually stands for love, mm-hmm. harmony, trust, optimism, a new relationship, a good ongoing relationship, completeness, you know, everything you associate with love that is good. Yeah. And in the reverse, it tends to be the opposite. Maybe it's a relationship you're insecure about or your overwhelming feeling of need to feel complete within a relationship because, you know, you got to at least learn to be with yourself before you can expect anybody else to be with you. Um, It is generally portrayed as two people. They could be intertwined. They could be making like a yin-yang kind of arrangement, like in a circle. They could be a number of things and mine is none of those things. (laughs) What's yours? So again, scary stories tell mm-hmm. I have I have a person. They are kneeling. It looks like they are screaming with both of their hands downturned toward the ground, and in their right hand they are holding the left arm of somebody that has been cut off. Where did you get this deck? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it an itsy purchase? 
It sounds like an Etsy. It, it was. It was. It was not Etsy. Really? So where did you get this one though? This seems like such a niche. Thing. I went searching, and if we, if we, if you're that interested, I'll put a link in the show notes, and I'll send it to you personally. Mm. Once I find it, because I have to refund it. Refund yeah. it. I have to find it again. No, that'll be good. I just was like, damn, this is gay. Yeah, all of them are like very, very dark. I love yeah. It. Okay. So mine is pretty standard based on what you were saying. I have a couple embracing. Uh, they're in a heart, and mm-hmm. then uh, there's a little cupid, and then there's a rose, and then that's pretty much it on this one. Right. Love. Yeah. What can I say? Exactly. And it should surprise nobody, but the lovers is associated with the constellation of Gemini. That's why I figured. Right. Actually, that makes sense. I because my sister is a Gemini. Since we're bringing up siblings, my sister is a Gemini, so that would make a lot of sense with her. She all she is is a loving person, and let me tell you, when you're not a good person, having your sister being this awesome person that everyone seems to love is is very hard. <laughs> Oh, one of the reverses, and it, as I was reading the first time I was picking up tarot, it made sense okay. to me. Because we, we all know the Gemini sort of stereotype where they seem bipolar, or they have two personalities. You have the good Gemini and the bad mm-hmm. Gemini. Because it ties into the tarot, because especially in the reverse, it can represent like duality or a dichotomy. It can represent the splitting of a personality. Oh, okay. To number seven, the chariot. Oh, yeah, okay tends to represent uh perseverance action getting shit done um it can also particularly in the negative represent vengeance or the desire for revenge Mm. things of that nature you know action gone wrong or with a negative purpose okay um it is generally depicted generally with like a chariot like an old chariot looking thing Mm -hmm. it will usually be horse drawn there's generally some sort of warrior knight whatever Riding it, and yeah, it's, it, you know, it's going places. For mine personally, I can't see the chariot itself. Mm-hmm. As if you're familiar with Gamel's art style at all, you'll know that things tend to be foggy and distorted. So it's almost like I'm looking head on at the chariot coming at me. Mm-hmm. And the horses, there are two of them. One is looking dead on at me. The other one's looking a little off to the left or the, their right. Mm-hmm. They look really angry. Mm-hmm. And the knight that's riding on the back commanding the horses doesn't seem to be holding a weapon, but looks very much like uh, Sauron from the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Oh. Like very dark and pointy armor and just very menacing. Hmm. Okay. Mine is a chariot, but it looks like, mine looks like it's a king in there because it has okay. a crown could also be there. Um, it has yeah. a crown. It has a staff. There's two horses. One's white. One's black. Um, neither of them look like they're looking at you. They're both looking off towards like the right. But he's looking face forward. So it's like he's looking at mm-hmm. you through the card. This is kind of another weird mm-hmm. one. But the chariot is associated with the constellation of Cancer. Which, personally, I disagree with. Because oh. I can't get anything done. <laughs> No, okay, (laughs) but you do, I will say this about you, you do get stuff done when you like to do what it is, and when you want to. Yeah, when I like it. Yeah. Which ties into the personality traits of cancer i like my bubble exactly i don't want so to leave my it's bubble. not it's not like it's wrong about you it's just the fact that you have to be really specific yes you can't just be like go forth because mm-hmm. i'll be like and do what <laughs> you would literally just stand there like i need more further instructions I- here <laughs> yes not enough information 
instructions to confuse Yes, me. exactly. So that's why I'm saying, like, I can see that for you. Because you, d- you are someone who does persevere. Like, you do keep trying. It's just, you know, sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. But you, you are someone who does continue to try and continue oh, to push yourself. I appreciate that. You are. I, I've been, for a year and a half, I've been like, this isn't my call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you are, I think... I think for the year and a half, I think for a little bit, you know, not everyone's it 100% all the time. But I think you've had like a downhill of like thought process, but you also had an awakening inside of yourself at the same time. So like you're pushing yourself now to, uh, you know, you applied to grad school. We've pushed ourselves to do this podcast. Like, you know, we do keep pushing. Sometimes we're just not always on time for the pushing, but we do push. Being on time for pushing reminded me of pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) we may not always be on time for the push but by god do we push (laughs) (laughs) anyway please push when your doctor tells you yes make sure you breathe and definitely yeah our next episode is about lamaze classes so you don't have to even take lamaze classes anymore just listen to our podcast listen to the gay guy and the girl who got her tubes (laughs) done So we know what the fuck we we're doing. We know what we're about. doing. <laughs> it's moving right moving along. On. I have to turn my hate down. Ooh. Oh, um, that was funny. Number eight yes. is strength. Oh, and okay. the biggest thing about strength is that it is generally portrayed with a lion. Sometimes it is portrayed with a person taking down the lion. And that's basically what mine is. There's a person behind a lion and the lion is shrieking, looking like... You know. Oh my god, get Okay, out of me. before you go into um, describing it, I want to make note of my part is significantly different. Um, <laughs> my eight is justice. Interesting. So. Justice is my 11. Justice was your 11? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's my eight. My 11 is strength. Oh, okay. So, for, okay, let me go to that one then real fast. Sorry. Interesting. So, my strength one, this is one of those times where it's just out of order just because that's how the creator wanted it to be. That's how they wanted yeah. it. So, um, my strength was out of order. That means your zodiac's out of order. That makes me <laughs> upset. But anyway. My strength is actually the 11th card. So, now that I'm... So, we're skipping ahead in her Yes. Deck. And so, for this one, it is a woman. Wow. Okay. It's a woman... Uh, holding the snout of a lion and her other hand is drying the lion's mouth open and then there's a sun behind her and she has like what looks like a pirate hat on right so she's she's doing something something with that lion it's it looks very painful for that lion to be honest the lion is not very fun should not surprise uh, much of anybody but strength card stands for strength uh, as well as courage conviction and action okay obviously doing stuff and it is associated uh should not be surprising with the constellation of leo that makes sense i think it's still leo at least for uh, like in my deck because that's that's is a very leo look and you know it's a lion you're taking down a lion of course it's leo it's gotta be leo (laughs) exactly like there's no way around that very interesting i'm interested to see if there are any other out of order. Yeah, I'm gonna start checking uh, just to make sure, because I was like, that's weird. <laughs> when you said it was strength, I was like, something is wrong. <laughs> Moving on to number nine, mm-hmm. the hermit. That's my number nine. Okay, so maybe they just switched up justice and strength or whatever. I think that's all they did. I think that's the only mix up so far, based on what we've gone through. 
But the hermit, as uh, the title would suggest, is generally presented as a hunched over homeless kind of looking mm-hmm. man, generally. Could be uh, just bearded and wise. Um, he's always alone. He's usually carrying a lantern. Mm-hmm. And generally he is shown to be surrounded by fog or night um, as his lantern is lighting his way. Okay. So what does your messed up one look like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a bearded man. He's wearing a cloak. He's got a lantern. Mm-hmm. This one's pretty straightforward. It's just his face looks like hyper realistic, like getting into the uncanny valley. Oh, okay. <laughs> so on mine, um, it's literally what you said was uh, he's in a cloak. His head is slightly forward. So he's like slouched. Mm-hmm. He does have a lantern. It's representing that it's, you know, being shined. And then it looks mm-hmm. like he's actually standing on a mountain because there's a ragged edge. Right. And then he's holding a walking staff. And then that's pretty much him. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Right. So what does he represent? Uh, before I get into that, you may recognize the hermit if you are into Led Zeppelin. One of their big logos is the hermit holding a staff and a lantern. Wow, I did not know that. The hermit represents caution, vigilance, withdrawal, inward mm. introspection, the long journey within, and gaining knowledge through that. So basically, 2020. The hermit is 2020, yeah. and hopefully we all learned something. Yeah. And it is associated with the constellation of Virgo. Oh, okay. Which I also don't quite understand, but okay. I kind of get that one. Virgo has a lot of intelligence, and they do have some wisdom. But they are more energetic, I believe, if I remember correctly. Okay. There's Virgo, and I think moving on, we have number 10, mm-hmm. which is the Wheel of Fortune, sometimes called just the Wheel. Ooh, okay. Um, is that your 10? Yeah, it's my 10. It's just interesting. Okay, so it's generally depicted as a wheel, like mm-hmm. a Wheel of Fortune. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes there can be a person strapped to it. Sometimes the decorations around the wheel are more important than the contents of the wheel. Because it it gives context for what the wheel is about. But the wheel, as it should surprise not a whole lot of people, stands for luck, fortune. That makes sense. The happenstance of life. And for me, I do have a wheel. It is not marked, but there is a person strapped to it. All right. And he is screaming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he might he, die. He probably will die. Mine's different in that it's a wheel. There looks to be like a handlebar coming from it. Like you can turn it yourself manually. But there okay. are animals climbing it right now. One appears to be a monkey in a little outfit. The other one appears, he, it looks like a dog. But the tail made me question it for a second. But the head looks like a dog. And then on top of the wheel is sitting what looks like a griffin. But it's like a griffin and a human... It's like wings, a human head. They're holding a sword. But then their bottom looks like a lion. It's like a child size. So it's like a sphinx. Okay, yeah. And then um, it has a snake at the bottom of decoration for the wheel. I appreciate all the detail that went into yours. Yeah, it's a ton of detail. I said they were around mm-hmm. the wheel, but are the monkey and dog sort of like, look like they're trying to get to the Sphinx? Or are they just there? One is climbing away from the Sphinx, okay. but they both look to be climbing the wheel. Like holding onto the wheel and climbing it. Kind of like climbing it around. The mm-hmm. Sphinx looks like it's just literally just hanging out on the top with a sword. Right. I'm not sure about all of the animal imagery. Uh- but I do like oh. that yours has a little handle so that you can almost take control of 
Exactly. And so I, I have, so do you mind if I read what's on mine? Like my little booklet for this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Just because this one is so different. It actually represents, mine just says words and that's it. That's say why or anything. It says cycles of life, destiny, a new cycle, mm-hmm. evolution through progression, you know, success, okay. advancement, and all of those things. So it's like, it is part of like the cycle of life as well as just representing good luck. Yeah. So the continuing to evolve of the spinning of the wheel of life as well as the wheel of mm-hmm. fortune. So, because I was confused about the animals too. I was like, that doesn't make sense. I need to know why. <laughs> good luck. There's a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> There's a monkey. And the monkey's the only one clothed. That's the other thing. <laughs> That's because it's people. That's because it's people. Uh, it has a very long tail. Evolution. Is it true? Number, uh, should be 11. It is your eight, is justice. Yes, that is my eight. Generally depicted as a woman, mm-hmm. sometimes like the American government system. She is depicted as blind. She is generally holding the balance, or the balance is nearby. Mm-hmm. Mine is just on a throne with a balance in one hand and a sword in the other, looking mm-hmm. head on. Yeah. Right. So she's got she's got the balance. The sword represents like the I don't I almost said straightforward. That's not quite right. You know the ever going, ever going. The, <laughs> oh my God! What is it, English? <laughs> the the never ceasing like pursuit of oh uh, okay pursuit of balance and virtue and honor, which are the things that justice stands yes, for. Yes. Okay. Mine. She isn't sitting. She's not blinded. Mine doesn't appear to be blinded based on the depiction. I lied. She's not blindfolded. Yeah, mine's not blindfolded either. Her eyes and lips are sewn <gasps> Damn. So there's that. Okay. That's and some realness. she has the balance. And on the balance, one side has a decapitated head. The sword is in her other hand. And she's preparing to put it on the scale on the other end. Wow. And um, I think it surprises mostly no one. Uh associated with the constellation of Libra, because Libras are also generally shown as balances. Oh, okay. I don't know enough about the personality I don't either. Stereotypically of Libras to comment, but apparently we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll follow this up with a, a different episode for that. So moving on to number 12, which will be our first, like, controversial one that generally people stereotypically, like, don't like to mm-hmm. see. Number 12 is the Hanged Man. Yes, I have that one. Which is generally presented as a man that is hanging but he is usually upside down Mm -hmm. sometimes he is given a very peaceful face as well maybe even a smile the hanging man represents uh suspension as should not surprise Mm -hmm. much change and sacrifice martyrdom Mm. the giving up of one's self or possessions for the benefit of another it is a situation that is generally read as one that you put yourself in you may not like it right now but you like you decided to put yourself there and you can decide to get yourself out okay yeah that makes sense and for mine uh the hanged man is naked. his foot is pierced through what appears to be a giant fish hook (laughs) and he is clearly not peaceful in the face wow (laughs) he looks like he's screaming bloody murder but you know. Mine is fairly standard to what you were saying it's depicted as. He's being hung by his foot. Mm-hmm. His hands appear to be behind his back, I'm guessing tied. There's roses and thorns wrapping itself around the wood that he's being hung from. Though his his face looks more neutral, but mm-hmm. on mine, because they put halos 
in a lot for just emphasis because again it's traditional they actually put a green hue around his head so it just makes me think he's getting like sick like upside down you know lightheaded wants to throw up <laughs> i mean probably that's the only thing he's in a situation that he doesn't yeah. like he's about to throw up or pass that's off. true i think he is he looks like he's about to throw up but his face looks peaceful it's just the aurora of green is making it look otherwise Right. It could also symbolize, especially with the roses, um, even with the thorns, because again, situation is detrimental or potentially harmful to himself as long as it benefits somebody else. Mm-hmm. As long as somebody else gets the rose, he will take the thorn. It could be, uh, with that green hue, it could be like a revitalization, a rebirth, because that's, you know, a color associated with rebirth. Oh, okay. So sort of like the, from the martyrdom angle maybe he's not giving up his like full body but he is willingly giving up a piece of his life to start something new Mm, okay it's like your own personal sacrifice right okay and even if it benefits himself he's still sacrificing a whole part of himself to do so for this one in reverse would it be more like i don't i wouldn't know how to describe this one in reverse actually i was gonna try and take a guess but how would you describe this one in reverse because this seems like more ambiguous. Right. So the big thing with The Hanged Man, especially if you mm-hmm. read it on the definition of like sacrifice and martyrdom, because that is that is a willing sacrifice. So The Hanged Man in reverse could be like you don't have the spirit of martyrdom. You don't mm-hmm. have that altruistic or it's somebody you don't want to help. Or okay. it could be a change that maybe you didn't put yourself in but might be necessary for what the next step is okay the hanging man is a very ambiguous yeah but personally i feel like it might be uh, my favorite card to see kind of because it it means like you could get yourself out of whatever situation you're currently in right it's it's like yeah I, i am doing this to myself i and i know that if i choose to say stay it is for the benefit of at least somebody yes down the road okay Number 13 is death. Beautiful. Uh, Second of the controversial ones. Uh, No one likes getting death. But it does not necessarily mean bad. Signify death. It uh, upright is generally indicative of a transformation. Mm -hmm. Could mean some sort of bad luck. It could mean some sort of loss upcoming. It doesn't necessarily mean somebody's going to die. Just some sort of loss. Some sort of big change that is transformative to you. Or whoever you're reading. Gotcha. In the reverse, it does tend to lean a lot toward the loss, the bad luck, the negative aspect of a transformation. Oh, okay. But it is still transformative. And you might even be like bucking against that transformation. And that's what it could Mm. mean. Because death is inevitable. Yes. Transformations are inevitable. And we need to accept that they happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It is generally depicted as some sort of civilization's stereotypical portrayal of Mm -hmm. death, whether that be the Grim Reaper or the Angel of Death or, you know, something that looks foreboding. Mm -hmm. It's generally given that. Like, mine is the Grim Reaper. Okay. Yeah, mine is is just a skeleton. There's ribbon floating around him and intertwined Mm -hmm. with his uh, side. And then there's two heads just been freshly cut off because the side is covered in blood. Right. So, um, and I'm guessing the ribbon is more so like the thread of life. That is definitely a better way to read that. Continuing our uh, <laughs> constellations, our oh astrology. Oh my god. Death is associated with a constellation of Scorpio. Uh, is it really? 
Oh my god. Based on the meaning, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> now that I've said that. Uh, breaking the trend of controversial cards, number 14 mm-hmm. is temperance. That's why I have to. Temperance stands for moderation, balance, harmony, confidence. Mm-hmm. They are generally depicted with some sort of flowing water or liquid. Mm -hmm. They love to add cups in, which is a suit in the Minor Arcana because it is heavily tied to the entire suit of cups. And generally it is a woman that is maybe pouring liquid from one cup into another Mm -hmm. with a very like flowy gown. Mm -hmm. Lots of nice imagery to convey like that balance. But because it is with a liquid in the picture, it is a dynamic equilibrium there it's not static there is action i was gonna say mine actually because he says not static mine looks like there's wind present because um Mm. she has wings she has the cup with the picture being with the floating liquid between but it looks like her dress is moving it looks like one of her wings is moving her hair is moving so there is very much a lot of movement in this picture so that makes a lot of sense right so it's it's peaceful Mm. but it's not peaceful because nothing's happening yes you want to take a guess at what mine oh, is? Oh, boy. Because um, <laughs> I can almost guarantee you're not going to get it. Get It does have people in it, though. I'll okay. give you that. Um, it, it's not like the rats for Emperor, because nobody would have gotten that. Is it just someone having their eyes bled out into another person's mouth? You got part Oh, my God. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> uh, first off, Temperance is portrayed not necessarily as a woman. It seems to be a great big hulking man with muscles the size of Texas. Damn. Wearing a stereotypical, like, executioner's hood. Oh, okay. And he is what looks like force-feeding, force-drinking, I guess, a dark liquid from a cup into whoever he is executing as they as he like is holding their head in place and just pouring the liquid into their mouth and it's just like overflowing down their neck and body fun (laughs) and temperance is uh, associated with the constellation of sagittarius Hmm. so you know centaurs huh that would not have been my first guess to be honest nope i know several sagittarius that's not my first guess no no like Insult to you guys. Love you still. Aside from Gemini being the lovers, I feel like Gemini could be temperance. Because there is that stereotype of there are two of them, and so they have to be in balance. Yeah. And I, I can know. see that one more, honestly. And I could see possibly lovers more for Sagittarius. Because most of the Sagittarius I know are so um, vibrant and fiery and passionate. Mm-hmm. And so that would mean to me lovers more so. Oh, well, we're going to have fiery and passionate here. Come Ooh. But... Okay. Moving right along to number 14, going back to our controversy, is the devil. Do you mean number 15? 15, okay. yes, because 14 was just... Temperance, a... yeah. Okay. I just wanted to be sure I was on track. I was like, fuck, did yes. something just mess up again? I don't know why I saw the five in Roman numerals. And so... That's okay. I understand. I just wanted to make sure my deck wasn't messed up again. But no, we're good. The I think you're going to like okay. this one. <laughs> cool. Love it. The devil represents uh, failure, controversy. It's not necessarily indicative of a change, but it's like a, it's the dark place. It's not indicative of evil. It's not indicative of the devil. Mm-hmm. It's the dark parts of our brain, the dark parts of conversation, the dark parts of life. Life. That makes sense. And so with it being the controversy and failure, maybe in the upright position, you know, it's a failure, but it's not going to be that bad. It's just warning you like, hey, something is going to fail coming Mm up. Um, But in the reverse, maybe uh, you'll take it super personally or 
you know, you'll you'll be on the bad end of the controversy. Oh. You know, you're not going to be in the winning party of whatever happens. God, okay. Interesting. So not necessarily a good card to see, but it's not as bad as people want it to be. Yeah. And it is generally portrayed with some sort of stereotypical depiction of the devil. I think I went through my depiction of the devil in the last I episode. I think so. <laughs> my, my devil is, uh, it's here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot going on like just a devil's body alone is a lot going on like the devil is um it has breasts nice plump ones oh yeah it has a face on its stomach it has um what looks like uh web tattoos on its shoulders it has like a snake tongue it has fangs it has antlers it has chains oh it has the spike ball at the end of the chain i just saw that is holding a torch. Got a nice mace. Mm-hmm. A mace. Like That's what that. it's called. Um, it has more spider <laughs> webs on its thighs. Its knees are eyeballs. And then its okay. feet are hands. Now, in front yes. of it... <laughs> more. Yeah, it doesn't end. In front of it, there's two little, like, elf things. Like, devilish elf looks. Then naked. One is depicted as male, one's depicted as female. They both also have feet for hand, for um, hands for feet. And they have elf ears and, yeah. But they're tied uh, neck to neck. Oh, no, they're not tied neck to neck. To each no, other? No, they're tied okay. um, around their necks to um, the stand of the devil. I, don't, I guess it's throne or something. They're both connected to it, though. Like, they're dogs. Right. They're clearly his. his yeah, like, it, they're them. more so looking like pets. It's kind of like when you have a leash on a pet, and you just attach the le- the end of the leash to something. That's what it looks like. But yeah, it's a lot of detail in that one. That's why I was like, oh my god, just looking at it. <laughs> they went they, all out. Yeah, they went one. in for it. They're like, now nah, this one's gonna be good. <laughs> so I did go through uh, my depiction of the devil last uh, episode. Clearly, because there are a lot, especially with yours, there's a lot going on that's like off. Yeah. There's a lot on your... Um, on your devil that's it's off-putting it's controversial mm-hmm. he's got fucking eyes for knees yeah. and hands for mm-hmm. feet and boobs. boobs as well as the reminder from christian mythos that the devil is the result of a failed attempt to overtake mm-hmm. god you have like all of your pieces they are reminding you like it's there's there's something that's gonna happen it's gonna be it's gonna be real off-putting great <laughs> That's a, I was just gonna say, mine just looks bad. Like, I was looking at the <laughs> description, and it's it's fairly what you said. It's like, you know, it's the mystery, the magic, uh, negative attitudes, it's obsession. It actually references enslavement and bondage, misplaced loyalty. So. Mm. so, yeah, if that's in, like, the, I don't want to say the love category, but if you're asking a sex question, devil might be something you want to see. Yeah, that's depending true. Depending on your tastes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, uh. The devil is associated with the constellation of Capricorn. Nuh-uh. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, I am Capricorn. And so... Failure. You know what? I I should just get this card framed and just put it right next to my master's degree. Uh- <laughs> like, look, it was super controversial, but it's done, and I don't know how to feel. There you go. <laughs> that that just sums up the whole experience getting that damn degree. <laughs> Slightly controversial, but it's over. 
<laughs> it's ended. Oh my god, I did not know. I'm so excited when we do the other episode, when we, like, jump in, deep dive into yeah, this. like, why you're the devil. I, I well, like, okay, to be fair, I, I mean, like, everyone's been a devil in someone's life. Like, you've- I've But you are the devil. I am the devil. <laughs> that is a thing. As well as my ex, y'all are- Y'all are both the devil. Nuh-uh. His birthday's the day after yours. I guess I forgot that. You must have. Fuck. Number 16. Yes. Is the tower. Yes. Tower can take on multiple forms, but generally it is shown as a tower that is crumbling. Sometimes there are people that have jumped out of it as it is, you know, being blown up or just falling apart from age yes. or what have you. Yeah. Generally, there is also like a storm in the background. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it might not surprise many of you. I think we mentioned it earlier this episode as well as last episode, but the tower represents a sudden, huge upheaval and change. Yeah, that it makes something sense. something that is wildly impactful. Ooh, okay. It could be bad, it could be good. Yeah. It just means that there is a change. There is going to be one. Mine is not that looking. Mm-hmm. It looks like a lady just hanged herself out a window. Cool. So okay. that's a big change. Yeah, that's a huge change. So for mine, it is a tower. There are two people falling from it. It's actually struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had like the top of the tower had like a crown on it, but the lightning struck it. So it, it is like in the position of falling off. There's fire at the bottom. Looks like a storm. Again, it was struck by lightning. So mine's fairly straight to the point on this one. Yeah. It's very pretty though. Yes, it's probably the only card in the stereotypical like starter or the rider weight decks Mm -hmm. the tower from those decks is really pretty it's like the only one i like but uh, like i said before it could be a good or bad change so upright it could be you know you're gonna switch jobs but it will be for the better kind Mm -hmm. of thing or if it's in the reverse it could be something like maybe you're fighting against a change or it's going to be a negative change there's Mm -hmm. going to be a loss that's going to heavily affect you but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing to happen it's just going to impact you negatively okay and so it's just it's kind of just cluing you in like hey something something's coming prepare mm-hmm. now let's go to space space number 17 mm-hmm. is the star yes it is generally represented with a star in the night sky. Mm-hmm. Probably multiple stars because it's hard to put like a white dot and be like, yep, yeah, it's a star. Mine also has, I'm going to process what mine is. Okay. You can go ahead. Okay. So mine is, um, it has stars in the background, mm-hmm. um, but there's a woman in the foreground and then she's naked, but her bits and oodles are covered by a blue ribbon. She has different tattoos on her and then she's actually pouring water from vases or pitchers into a stream of some kind or water like okay. area. So I'm not really sure what that's about. Right. The star is another one that's generally represented with some sort of liquid or water around can generally come with cups. So it goes hand in hand with temperance and okay. the suit of cups. It is concerned with balance and emotion, mm. uh, inspiration, hope, because the North Star is supposed to guide your way. Mm. Mine also has a naked woman. Her giblets and bits are not covered by anything and she's pouring water what looks to be water but dark Mm. uh, onto the ground but there's also a man's hand shooting up out of the ground so i don't know if she's waking him up or burying him Mm. probably waking him up probably burying them given the suit oh okay these cards 
And because of the tie to liquid as well as balance and inspiration and whatever, uh, mm-hmm. the star is associated with the constellation of Aquarius. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, there's that. Okay. I can see that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It would be one of those things I would have to deep dive because I can kind of see it, but I'm not really 100% on it at all. Right. So. Well, that's going to be like... I feel like a whole episode because there are so many layers to astrology. That yeah. We'll have to do research before we do that episode. Mm-hmm. Moving along, number 18 is the moon. Mm. Again, generally associated with feminine energies. Unfortunately, the moon represents secrecy, trickery, deception, and anxiety. Fun. Okay. So y'all get y'all shit together. <laughs> <laughs> It is, as one might expect, generally depicted with the moon. There could be other elements mm-hmm. such as some liquids because the moon controls the tides and stuff like that. Yeah. But, the, of course, the hallmark is as long as there is a moon, we're good. Mm. Uh, mine also has a dog barking at the bottom of it. I guess that's supposed to be like a werewolf. Okay. So mine has the moon. Um, it has mountains in the background, like small, but you can tell the mountains. They have some towers. Um, there's two dogs. Possibly one of them being a wolf, but it looks like dogs. And then um, there is some water in front of them. I'm a little ways off, and there's a lobster there. <laughs> a lobster's also there. Yeah, a lobster is just hanging out there. So the reason I like to say that mine is a werewolf, even though technically it only looks like a German Shepherd, which is one of my favorite breed of dogs, mm-hmm. is because that to me comes with the deception, trickery, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were a werewolf, You know, I'd have to hide that from people. I couldn't let people know that. And that would cause me anxiety, especially around the full moon. Because you would have to really control your emotions around there, too. Right. So that's the connection that I draw. You could probably also, you know, draw in your lobster because lobsters have their shells. And Mm -hmm. your shell could be anything. It could be the mask that you, the metaphysical mask that you wear when you go outside. I bet then my mask tastes great with some clarified butter. Right. Yeah. Pretty tasty mask I have. And closing out our astrology link up, mm-hmm. the moon is associated with the constellation of Pisces. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have, I two of my best friends are Pisces. And okay. I love you. I do. But. But y'all moons. Yes. <laughs> um, you guys know I love you. It's just. You guys can be chaotic sometimes in mood. And I wouldn't say it's trickery. I would say they may have more confusion on where they want to take life, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or something but like more that. More on the anxiety and Yes, exactly. Everything else. Yes. Those are, those are the people I know as Pisces. It's more so on the anxiety end that they're okay. being affected by. Not the trickery end. They're not assholes. All right. We got three more. major arcana left. Mm-hmm. Number 19 is the sun. Yep. Again, usually associated with masculine energies. It is presented as the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have other images as well. Yeah. And it stands for accomplishment and satisfaction among other masculine energies. You know, getting stuff done. Yeah. Okay. That's a trope. Women tend to be like balance or the lack thereof. Men tend to be getting shit done or the lack thereof. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, mine also has a uh, skeletal dude under the sun that looks like he's being like roasted alive, so there's that. Nice. Mine is just, uh, the sun is actually, uh, it's not as detailed as the moon was. Hmm. It's the sun, you see you see some cloud resemblance, 
Um, it's two people who are, have their bits covered by a ribbon again, but they both have an arm um, surround, like holding onto each other and the other arm like in a yeah, uh, fist pump in the air moment. Yeah, so satisfaction. Exactly. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, I would also like to point out, I uh, hadn't noticed this before, but the uh, Zodiac started on the Emperor, a masculine energy, and skipped the Empress, its female counterpart, uh, and ended on the Moon, a feminine energy, and ignored its son, the masculine counterpart. Oh, wow. Huh. There is balance in all things. Yeah. Number 20 is Judgment. Okay. Generally depicted with uh, like an angel, something like that, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. My angel has a trumpet because, yeah. Same. And it looks like the dead are rising underneath her. <laughs> okay. So not so much judgment as judgment day. Okay. My has a trumpet, like you said. Um, it just looks like a horn, basically, um, not detail or anything. But there is mm-hmm. a flag associated with it, and it's white, and it has a red cross on it. Okay. Um, yep. And then there's- We'll get to that. Yeah, and then there's three people down below reaching up for the angel. It seems very peaceful overall. You get peaceful energy from it. Judgment uh, stands for renewal, health, uh, renovation. Okay. Um, so the red cross comes in handy. Also, I'm pretty sure Sweden. Is it Sweden's flag? That's like just a red cross. I think so. So it's like a neutral status. Right. It's, yeah. It's just, you know, you're not good health or bad health. You're just like, you're you're back to normal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the last of the major arcana, which can vary wildly in art design, mm. depending on what kind of deck you have. Um, number 21 is the world. Yes, same. And it stands for perfection. It can stand for life eternal. It can stand for recognition, uh, ambition, mm. success, any number of things. Basically seizing the world. Okay. Carpe diem. Yeah. Which is probably why it can be any multitude of representations. That makes sense. So what does your world look like? I do think that in general, not always, but Mm -hmm. in general, there is a trope of some sort of woman kind of holding a staff, maybe not, uh, and draped in some sort of ribbon. Mm. like Usually at the top, and then whatever artwork they wanted is under it, but not always. Okay. Uh, But mine is a woman. She's draped in... Uh, what looks like a single, like if somebody put a toga on her and then cut it all off from the bottom up until there's only like a foot wide cloth mm-hmm. that's going around here. So it's a sash. That's the word. Yes, sash. And she's holding what looks to be a bleeding bone with four <laughs> crows flying behind her. And I don't know if she's like river dancing or what she's doing, but her left leg is bent at the knee mm-hmm. and it crosses behind her right leg so she's got like a backwards four formation going on with her legs that's actually um the similar uh depiction of the body that i have it's bent left knee towards the back kind of like in kind of like coming forward in a dance-like movement mm-hmm. so mine's slightly different though um she does have the ribbon she appears to have two wands in her hand, because I say they're wands because they're smaller than staffs. Okay. She actually has um, rose tattoos on her breast. Mm-hmm. And then she is surrounded by like a rope uh, frame that you traditionally see in some traditional tattoos. She has one angel on her left upper corner looking down on her. She has a hawk in the, uh, not hawk, an eagle in the upper right like hawking down at her. There's a lion in the right lower one um, roaring up at her. And then there's an ox in the left that just looks confused but happy to be there. 
Like most Tauruses that I Yeah. Know. He just looks happy to be there. It's probably my prettiest card of the major that I like, besides the star. Yeah, it is supposed to convey, like, a very positive emotion. Mm-hmm. You get it. It's very positive. I like all that. Yeah. The The world is typically the most ornate of all of the major arcana. It's definitely up there. There's a lot more smaller details in this one, I think. Yeah. They, they tend to put a lot more thought into the world. Than- yeah. Everything else. To close out the episode, we're going to do a little practice reading just with the 22 major arcana uh, for ourselves. We can ask any question we feel like. Personally, I'm going to ask about the upcoming week because we are recording this on a Saturday. So tomorrow starts a new week. Yeah. I think I'm going to do the same. Super basic. So, Kayla, you don't have to if you don't want to do mm-hmm. a reverse reading since you're, you know, just picking it up. Mm-hmm. But. It's like a double-edged sword. It could give you more information or it could convolute. Because okay. <laughs> you won't know if the card is warning you about a good or a bad thing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's all up to how you read it, too. Yeah. Okay. I think I got mine as shuffled as I can. It's still working a little bit. I know I gotta shuffle it nice and thoroughly because they were all in order. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. I'm like, I'm trying to pick cards apart and just... And also, they say to pay attention to while you're shuffling if a card, like, jumps out at you. I've heard that, yeah. Um, I just had it happen, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought I'd mention it. Good mention. I don't know where it went now, but <laughs> I'm paying attention. I know. You're, you're trying to talk to me. <laughs> About something. You want to say something. Right. And you don't necessarily have to take from the top. Again, you can take from wherever mm-hmm. you feel the energy, should you feel it yet. Okay. Uh, would you like me to go first? Yeah. Have a... Okay. I will continue to shuffle, but I'm going to get quiet, and then I'm just going to ask the question as I pull the card. How should I approach my work life this week? Hmm. I got the sun face up. Face up? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good, though. Hopefully I will be very accomplished and successful this week at work. Okay. I like that. That's very good. I I was so scared to get a really bad card. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, what? However, you want. Uh, I'd say the first probably ten or fifteen readings that you do mm-hmm. are going to be a little scattered because you don't know like what you want to do to feel connected to your cards. Yeah. And this is another reason I wanted to do the major arcana first. A, they're easier. There's less of them. But you do want a stronger connection to them, mm, okay. so that you know that they're speaking to you. So I pretty much was thinking about it while I was shuffling, and then I cut my deck in half, so I'm taking from the top now. Okay. I got the magician. Do you care to enlighten us on your question, or... Oh, um, if, I... If you'd like to not, that's fine. No, um, I just basically asked how my week was going to go in general. I didn't really say work week or anything, I just said week. Okay. The juggler, the trickster... Were you, uh, shuffling with reversed, or did you keep them all up? I think they all stayed up. I wasn't really okay. paying attention. I just mixed them as much as I could. So I did change things up. So I, I think they're all, if by somehow they're all face up, like I would be shocked. Uh, <laughs> I mixed them the best I could so that way I could get both ways. But yeah, I got the magician. So it's like the juggler. The self-confidence. It's getting stuff done. It's Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. This, um, this week is going to be uh, the start of the whole thing. So yeah, that makes total sense for me. So walk we'll in with self-confidence and own that shit. Oh yeah, you gotta. They'll eat you alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
well that was fun i think that's a good way to end this episode that's a pretty good way to end the episode i guess the next time you'll hear us we'll probably be going through the minor arcana next mm-hmm. you know if you like what you hear or if you want to interact with us talk with us about tarot or anything else that we've uh discussed mm-hmm. our email is jadedrosespodcast at gmail.com you can also find and follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash jadedrosespodcast and our twitter handle is jadedroses with an underscore at the end of it and on that page on twitter you'll also find our personal twitter handles thinking about do us for this time yeah we are so glad to have 2020 behind us yes um looking ever more so to this new year but we are pretty we are thorny we are very much over this bullshit Mm. stay thorny y'all bye (laughs) 